You're with Julian in the TARDIS on the Brano in Studio 2 for once, which has got very different acoustics, particularly for your voice, bizarrely. Uh, this is about the three amigos, um, Trump, Boris Johnson and Scott Morrison, being evicted. So over the last few years, uh, the world's gone to hell in a handbasket and particularly the Anglosphere of America, the UK and Australia by electing the most Rupert Murdoch-led goons in history, the most offensive, the most vapid, the biggest liars, the most policy-free, the most egregiously, aggressively self-aggrandizing narcissists in Western history all at once. And then we've booted them all out. And done so with record numbers a lot. I mean, no one in Australia is really focusing on the Liberal Party of which Scott Morrison led, losing nearly half their seats. The public repudiated them. And um, Joe Biden had the largest electoral victory in American history, 80 million votes or something. Boris Johnson's actually gone down the toilet because of... Just, I don't even, I've lost track of what scandal took him down. Some Tory was pinching bottoms or something. Like, those are not, I, I did a piece a while back. Those aren't even important things compared to Brexit, which will be the lasting negative impact of any of these three people. Although, it's a complete lie to say that they've gone. They reflect the voters of the right. That's why they got in power in the first place. They didn't arrive because of anything other than 20 or 30 years of right-wing populism gaining more and more trenchant, aggressive, all on one page. And that's important, all on one page. Uh, unlike the, the left-hand side or the center of politics that are disparate and spread around all over the shop, they are all on the same hymn sheet. And we've been building up to this. They don't. They aren't um, seers that have, you know, fomented this amazing rebellion against the left. They are the outcome of decades of Murdoch-led populism, right-wing populism, that masks its pro-billionaire stance by pretending to working-class people that they care about them at all. And they are the representation of that electorate in America that started with um, Fox News, Bush, and then the Tea Party, and then having a black president that they really couldn't stomach and going crazier and crazier and um, actually getting over the line. And in the, in the UK, you know, we had the chance with um, Jeremy Corbyn to be the Bernie Sanders of the UK, and instead... There was only one outcome from the Brexit election because the people that voted in that election had one issue, Brexit. That was it. They didn't care about healthcare. They didn't care about education. They didn't care about social services or infrastructure. They didn't care about moral guiding principles. They cared about Brexit alone. So he did his job, I guess. And um, Scott Morrison got over the line in Australia um, there, through the press, really. The press actually not calling him out for being this aggressively vapid, fabricated, narcissistic sociopath that he is. 
And it's not over. These people will come back harder and harder again. I wanted to start this by reading something from Brittany Delaney, uh, which is a Guardian columnist, um, and I'm with her up until the point I'm not. In a just and fair city, according to Plato, it's the philosophers who rule. These philosopher kings combine politics with philosophy, leading from a more rarefied plane than those beholden to factions, favours and personal enrichment. These idealised rulers were less concerned with raw power than the application of wisdom, justice, temperance, courage and reason. There has persisted throughout the history of liberal democracies a link between good character and leadership, even if the links often be maintained tenuously or fraudulently. Think of Bill Clinton saying, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Even amid such hypocrisy, there's at least been the appearance of a link, a common understanding, unspoken agreement that character and the highest offices of leadership are intrinsically linked. Someone could not be a leader if they had a perceptibly <laughs> defective character. The link was broken during the strange epoch of the leadership of the US President Donald Trump, the Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, and the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Trump and Johnson were leaders who not only basked Machiavellian-like in power for its own sake and resisted attempts to make them relinquish it, but were nakedly open, celebratory even, about character traits that would have once been considered shameful. They could not be accused of hypocrisy because their personal selves and their political selves were in appalling alignment. Trump nodded to this shift when he said he could kill someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and wouldn't lose any voters, and you knew at the time, deep in your bones, he probably wouldn't. Johnson's told lies his whole career. One of the best ones was him saying that the problems that the UK has were nothing to do with Europe in 2013. Uh, Johnson's told lies his entire career, from making up quotes as a journalist at the time, to lying about an affair with a co-worker, and yet this seemed to aid his rise. Sonia Purnell, Johnson's biographer, told ABC 730 this week, he thought, why should I stop lying? Because every time I lie, I get promoted. He was rewarded for lying, and he's lied and lied and lied ever since. And Morrison, also of the right, may have had a clean Christian personal life, but allegations of bad character dogged his prime ministership. He was regularly accused of lying, said female protesters outside Parliament House should be pleased they weren't shot and had to be told by his wife why rape was bad. Good old Jenny. On the hard issues. In such times, the role of the fourth estate was thrown into doubt. This was an environment, the fourth estate being journalism, one of the handmaidens of these three. This was an environment where, do you remember the um, excellent and must-see Michael Moore documentary on Trump where you've got the people at CBS and NBC basically saying, we know this is terrible for democracy, this is a quote, but it's great for us because of the amount of revenue they got out of Trump. So they overpromoted him. In such times, the role of the fourth estate was thrown into doubt. This was an environment where exposing a leader was actually going to make him more popular. And when the leader is likely to have shamelessly exposed himself anyway, what can the media do? Hold them to account? Some journalistic weirdo thing? 
These men of nakedly bad character are now gone. Morrison defeated in the last election. Trump lost, but how long for? And Johnson was finally thrown out by his own party. who must have enough disgust over a groping allegation. Uh, not involving him, but a deputy whip, Chris Pincher, accused of pinching someone's bottom, I think. To oust him, can we call the particular epoch over? Do we dare, like Lot's wife, look back at it, that crumbling Sodom, and try and work out what it meant? Were these leaders an aberration, or does the character not matter anymore? Is Plato's golden thread binding character in leadership forever broken? Every nation gets the government it deserves, and the 18th century philosopher Joseph de Maistre and the last seven years have left me wondering sorry said the uh, the philosopher and the last seven years have left me wondering what was it about our nation's prosperous unequal decadent democratic teetering on the verge of climate catastrophe then suddenly it hit ashes raining down on the cities billions of animals killed flood after flood crippled by plague with lives accelerated by technology and the internet distracted and driven mad by culture wars that gave rise to these leaders what happened to us and what brought us here to elect leaders so nakedly devoid of character many parade bad characters virtue signals a society-wide nihilism it's saying that being good doesn't matter and maybe it doesn't when it comes when what's come before it is hypocritical meaning the uh, previous generations of leaders uh, being just complete hypocrites Leaders being darkly entertaining, being fun, being able to stick it to the liberals, going hard, shitposting, trolling the snowflakes is what matters. Here we are now, entertain us. It's easy to say that the other side voted for them, that it's the other side that created the conditions that reward corroded characters, but it's not. Progressives, like everyone else, and this is where I jump off ship, Progressives, like everyone else, have done little to create an environment where the sort of dialogue and action that create virtue is allowed to flourish. Stuck in forever culture wars, the fight is ugly. Conversations about character, about treating everyone with integrity, empathy, justice and compassion have not been a feature of public life for a long time. We want to be a virtue in leadership, but we don't do anything to create virtuous people. I'm hopeful things are changing. So, the... What I'm, I mean, I agree with virtually everything there, but I don't agree with the false equivalence that the left are as bad. There's this, I totally agree that people like Tony Blair and Bill Clinton were awful, but they're not of the left. How they're, they're not our people. Tony Blair came in from nowhere after the uh, John Smith died. The leader of the UK's Labour Party was waltzing to an election victory and then suddenly out of nowhere comes a Murdoch anointed leader who worshipped Margaret Thatcher. This isn't the left. Bill Clinton had some seriously horrific policies when it came to foreign policy and when it came to um, the, the North American Free Trade Agreement one of the most egregious right-wing neoliberal pol uh, policies ever enacted in America. There is no, f no equivalence between being very anti-fascist and fascist. These are the false equivalents that we are being told to accept, that the people on the left are basically 
just as bad as the people on the right that there's this bell curve where the extreme left and the extreme right are the same and there's someone lovely in the middle rubbish being very anti-fascist is a good thing being very fascist is not the the non-right which is the virtually neoliberal center are the ones that have let us down the left have virtually never got power ever when has someone like bernie sanders or jeremy corbyn who are the left ever been in power we got tony blair we get bill clinton we get barack obama who was enacting a, a raft of policies to save the investment banking universe the left don't get in power you don't get to blame them you get to blame them when we've actually got this mysterious beast that has never been elected since the 1970s which is a left-wing government in australia in america or in the uk we keep hearing about how people will be lining up for food banks under such people whilst they line up for food banks under the current ones never have these people done anything to hurt our countries yet we're continually told to be fearful of them and the people like the perhaps some uh, bridget delaney says about how the progressives have let us down it's not the progressives that have let us down it's you people like the guardian who went after bernie sanders who went after jeremy corbyn you've let us down because you have a view of the left that is actually a very corporatized neoliberal view of the left i mean the policies of the right and the left are not an equivalent saying that you want public health care and decent social services and, and you know respecting minorities these aren't the equivalent of the right these are good things the progressives have fought for to get to this stage alone and the people in power have never really reflected it they've just sort of used them as handmaidens to get there there's this idea that is apathy that I, I see people who say um you know sasha baron cohen's posted a few things about how fascism arrives out of apathy that's not true um the people on the left are as energized as the people on the right but they don't have control of major tv networks of of the methods of communicating with the public all of the media was obsessed by trump and they focus on things like hillary clinton's emails they have control of the chamber the policy the the apathy thing is uh, like when hitler was elected i think the largest electorate at the election that hitler was elected as the leader was for the communists there were plenty of people who were very very much against hitler at the time there have been very many people who have been fighting against these right-wing zealots but we've dumbed down the populace so much that they get over the line they can use public money to get themselves elected they can rig elections they can gerrymander themselves across the line and this is what these centrist gatekeepers don't understand or don't care about which is that they're in very real danger because the left is continually splintered they're never allowed to unite they're never given the keys to the palace it's only we can only get slightly left people in power whereas we get the full-blown right-wing zealot in power all the time we're at war with these people the biggest war we're fighting now is with these people on the right they're celebrating sticking it to us they're celebrating sticking it to the left 
this is an all-out war for our countries and um, the Democrats in America are playing a terrible game which is the even the specter of losing the house in November this year is terrifying because they're going to be in a situation where people who worship Donald Trump have control of the house and they can't do anything again and instead of suing for peace in Ukraine and lowering the cost of living in America, which would give them back the house, they're perpetuating the war in Ukraine as much as they can, which will absolutely crucify their economy as it's doing at the moment. And they're reliant on these Supreme Court judges um, attacking things like gay marriage and Roe versus Wade, believing that that will get them across the line. It is terrifying. And the only thing that we can do as I've said in another piece a long time ago, is outnumber them. That's it.